Welcome to the Elijah Fire Podcast, where we jump into issues of today with faith and freedom instead of fear. And now here's your host, Jeff Tharp. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to Elijah Fire, episode 332. Today is Thursday, November 9th, 2023. Um, very excited for today's show. It's been a hot minute since I've had this guest on, and I'm looking forward to it as per usual. Also, if you guys are listening on Spotify, make sure to follow the Elijah Fire podcast. That'll really help us out. Give us an honest review, one out of five stars, and then you can do that wherever you're listening to this podcast as well, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and beyond. So guys, we got a super exciting announcement. Um, and you know we have a lot of exciting things on the horizon for Elijah Fire, especially as we enter into 2024. But we have a very ex- exciting announcement, and that is, drumroll, Elijah Fire is hiring. What? We are hiring for a position at Elijah Fire. Yes, Elijah Fire. Um, so this is a video editor slash live stream engineer position. So typically, Michael is in the background or Emily's in the background. And if they're not here, I'm doing it. Uh, so I'm hosting and engineering at the same time. Um, I would prefer not to, I like when I don't have to do it. Um, so this is a full-time position in a fast paced, dynamic working environment, 35 to 40 hours per week, online work from home position from anywhere in the Pacific mountain, Alaskan or Hawaiian time zones, no Eastern, uh, or central. We apologize, but just for the sake of, um, you know, the time that we do this, it's five o'clock over on the East coast. And we want people to actually have a normal work day, um, as, as close as possible. So, um, those are the time zones right there. This is mandatory. Um, and then applicants must be proficient in both premiere pro and after effects editing software. Um, applicant should be tech savvy, well-organized, have great communication skills, must work well in a team and individually and be willing to learn various other applications as the need arises. Must be able to learn to use our live stream software, which is StreamYard, and will be in charge of engineering daily live streams, preparing content to show during the live stream and scheduling live streams across various social media platforms, which is potentially on the rise as to where we are going to be. We're going to be trying out some stuff here in the next month, probably. More on that later. So if you're interested, you can send your work samples along with a resume to ElijahStreams.com slash careers. That is ElijahStreams.com slash careers. There's also a link in the description right under stuff we talked about. Just boom, right there. You can click there. It'll take you right to this specific job listing. It looks slightly different. It says Elijah Fire, video editor, live stream engineer. But uh, we had these slides on hand. Thanks to the wonderful Emily. Um, This is an exciting opportunity, you guys. There's so many... We've been doing this for two years and there's a lot of great ideas we've had. Uh, and we're like, man, that's an awesome idea, but we need another person to actually do it. And so it's a really exciting thing to actually kind of begin to take our steps into this. So, um, you know, one of the things that that this person will be doing is, you know, we've been meeting a lot about the future of Elijah Fire and things that we want to do. We really want to spice up how we present reels and clips. Um, and if any of you guys have seen the daily wire and their clips, they throw in specifically like the comment section with Brett Cooper, things like that. They throw in like memes and images and fun little things, um, while the person's talking, uh, just to kind of spice it up. So you'll be doing a lot of that. Um, 
also sharing the the creative load with me with a lot of graphics um and um so yeah very excited you guys um about this position uh so uh we'll be promoting this tomorrow and talking about it um you know in the next couple of days uh, just to kind of keep it fresh we want to make sure that the word gets out so if you guys even know someone who you think would be a great fit for this show specifically uh, please forward this to them. You can forward them the link that's in the description. Just go, yo, check it out. You're welcome. Uh, so that uh, again, we'll we'll uh, we'll move on. I'm really excited though, guys. This is uh, I, I was like pinch me moment when they're like you're getting another person. I was like, what? <laughs> so uh, very very excited. So um, all right, guys, uh, we're gonna jump into today's episode. For those who don't know. My guest today, she's a she's a friend of the show. She's she's an amazing individual, and God is doing so much through her ministry. Uh, she's she is a minister. Uh, she is also an author, and she's the co-founder of Contagious Love International. Let's give it up for our guest today, Jennifer Martin. Jennifer Martin. Hello, hey guys. Hey, 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 Jeff. Good to see you. Good to see you. What have you been up to lately? You've been... Oh, my goodness. So we moved into a new home, and part of it is behind me. I have my new studio now, so I have a new setup. So this was literally within the last couple of months, so it's been a lot. Um, still writing, still traveling, still doing schools, still doing revival nights, and it's just... It's been amazing. God is moving so powerfully. We love it. Yes, and you look super studious you know with your you know you're like look this is my book right here which was my idea everybody i was like you gotta flip it around so people can see it i had them there it's just nobody knew what it was right now that you can see the front cover like say what what (laughs) you can know it's about awakening the dark horse youth you'll have to find out what that means link is in the description to that book yeah it is so um okay what are we going to be talking about today it's a great great subject I was looking yeah. at the notes. I was like, oh, this is going to be great. Yeah. So we're talking about, is there a better way to do deliverance? Um, this has come through some experience from me um, with the deliverance anointing pouring out uh, two years ago. Most of you know me. If you don't know me, uh, just a real a recap that we had a tent revival two years ago. My husband and I, we've been traveling ministers. We've done lots of meetings. We've seen God move in miracles and beautiful things in the presence of God. But we had never, and I had never personally seen in our meetings, uh, deliverance of demonic spirits and things like that. So at this tent revival, it was four days. And this was after the time of COVID. Most of the things were shut down. This was 2021. And um, our schedule had been completely cleared because most pastors weren't ready to start opening up and doing meetings. So all of 2020 got shut down. And so in the beginning of 2021, we just were burning to preach and minister because we just never want to stop it. We've been doing that for 20 years. We love it. And so we set up a little tent. God supernaturally provided the finances through someone randomly giving out of nowhere that had no idea we wanted to do a tent and gave this amazing donation to the ministry. And we knew God wanted us to do this tent revival. So long story short, the favor of God was on it. We knew he wanted to do something And he poured out miracles and healings and lots of beautiful things all weekend. But on the last night, while I was ministering, he poured out an anointing for deliverance. I began to hear demons manifest, talk out of people, and proceeded to move into deliverance ministry the best I knew how. And 
um, just cast out the demons. And just by faith with the fire of God, that just commanded the demons to come out. And I was like, why are you here? Get out of this body. And I just started to do deliverance in the best way I knew how. So this anointing continued. We extended the tent revival. We went every day. And every day that people came, demons kept manifesting. So it was a continual thing. Whatever dropped on that Sunday night, April 25th, 2021, continued nightly. And so we extended the revival. We didn't know how to shut it down. Not only was there deliverance happening, there were kids getting saved. People were encountering the presence of God. It was wrecking people's lives. Restoration was happening. Reconciliation was happening. There was something really sweet happening. People wanted to jump in the baptisms and marriages were being healed and there was just beautiful things happening and we couldn't stop. Monday night just cried and cried and we were so thankful to just be a part of it and we wanted to host it well. We wanted to steward well and we just said, Lord, if you if you want us to keep going, give us some favor. We have no location. Yeah. Well, we, there's some friends that reached out. They had a church building and they said, if you guys are extending, we want you to know you can use our facilities for free. So every Friday night, we got to extend from there starting in April till November 2021. And every service deliverance happened. So I say all that to say from the beginning of when the deliverance happened, I tried to do the best I knew how. And a lot of times I would do, I'm just going to start crying. I, mm -hmm. <laughs> I just, woo. Okay. I'm going to try to keep it together because uh, it's, it's so tender for me, but um, yeah. I would do deliverance on the microphone, you know, because a lot of that was modeled. I didn't really know right. another style. So people did it on the microphone. So I would say, you know, who are you and how long have you been here? And what are your rights to this body? And, you know, and I would do this on the microphone or when they manifested in the service, like say, you know, rage was one that manifested early on. There was like spirits of murder and rage that had manifested in a man um, and, uh, I was on the microphone, like, you know, why are you here? And you know, he's growling in the microphone. And, um, I proceeded to do the deliverance and, and cast out the demonic spirits, you know, commanded them to leave. And I continued in this way in the tent revival and not all of it was on the microphone, but mostly people could tell what I was doing. It was very, um, forefront. Everyone could see what I was doing. They could hear me. So if I was doing deliverance, they could hear me do it. They could see it happening. Um, and as I continue to walk down the road and then, you know, my team comes along during the season of the tent revival. Most of you know, the team you've seen Rachel and Amber, um, during this time walking, I began to feel from the Holy spirit, Lord, I just don't feel like this is the best way. And it's just something that happened in my heart. And I'm not saying that that way doesn't work. So I want to start with this. I'm not saying people don't get deliverance when that happens. I'm not saying, I'm not trying to dismiss or discredit the powerful ministries of deliverance that are out there. But I just want to offer my experience to the table and yeah. I want to all mm -hmm. consider it together. And that's all I'm asking. So this isn't a rebuke or correction of the church. And I never want it to come across that way, but I want to bring some encouragement that what we're seeing, we can testify of that God is moving in a very deep way. And there's another way to do deliverance mm -hmm. that is just as powerful, if not sometimes deeper for what the person needs when in regard to not just the, de the deliverance of the demonic spirit, but uh, trauma needing to come out, their heart that's broken, needing to heal them, needing to encounter the love of God. So I believe there is a more gentle approach, a loving approach. I believe there's a comforting approach to seeing deliverance happen. And in the thousands of testimonies of deliverance that my team and I have now seen, 
um, we are hearing testimonies from people that they have never experienced deliverance this way. Even some that have had deliverance, they said, I, the way that I experienced deliverance under your ministry and the way you guys love each other and love us and the way you teach and love, and it's all about love. And you talk about the mm -hmm. love of God and the love of the Holy spirit and that deliverance can be done this way. And it's kind of, it's kind of rocking the boat. It's kind of like, it's yeah. kind of a different way of thinking. And so I just want to sit and I want to talk about it today. Yeah. I think, I think too, Jen, like this is, I think the way that God is leading, uh, has led you guys down this road and this method of, of deliverance is actually, I, I would say it's more accessible to a lot more people. Cause there's some people who'd be like, dude, I do not want to manifest like that. That is horrible. So I'm just, I'd rather stay bound than go to this place and, you know, yeah. have them flop, have me flop around like a, you know, like a fish out of water in front of hundreds of people, if not thousands on the live stream right. or whatever it is. I think that that's one of the reasons why you guys continue to see an increase is because there is this genuine love and compassion towards people and this gentleness, like you guys recognize, I mean, you've talked about this before, Jen, but like how there are some ministers where it's like, they're just, they forget they're dealing with a person. Mm, like they forget, yeah. they forget that there's an actual person on the stage and they're more focused on the demon and they can be rough and they can be with the person. And, um, right. you know, we even talked about, um, with, uh, Rachel and Amber in their series that trauma can even get produced as a result of those types of experiences. So, yes. um, I just think that this is, uh, it's great. I love it. Right. So when you, when we consider, we teach this in our schools at the dark horse deliverance schools. And when you consider the, the person and their heart and their freedom is the goal and, um, whatever it is they need in that moment, if that can be priority in our thoughts, instead of, am I catching this on camera? Does everyone else understand? And it's kind of like, it's okay to get lost with the, in the moment of the person is needing this freedom right here. And we don't need to stop. We don't make, we don't have to make sure it's recorded. It's just, this matters. This matters in this moment. And if the Holy spirit is, is drawing this up right now, right here, then he wants to do that right now. And so what we're seeing is dozens of people all at the same time getting trauma healing and deliverance. And it, we don't have to stop in a service where there's a thousand people and pull one person on stage and proceed to watch them get their deliverance, which is great for some people. It helps train them. They, they can learn from that. So I'm not saying it's not beneficial or good. The person gets their freedom. Some people maybe learn a little bit about what demonic strongholds are, what they look like or how demons manifest. So there is an educational aspect to that, but at the same time, um, it can be talked through and educated in other ways. And also why not let there be more fruit and more productivity in a meeting by allowing Holy Spirit to move across the room all at once, touch multiple hearts, have multiple prayer team people. Like I, there's me and there's my prayer, you know, my team, they, and they pray with me. And so we have multiple people in hands moving out through the people as the Holy Spirit comes. And then he's releasing trauma. He's pushing demons out and we're there. And the best visual I can give is like, we're, we're like midwives. Like the Holy Spirit, the doctor's in the room. He's decided to come and do, and do, uh, you know, a surgery on his kids' hearts and 
and deliver them of demonic spirits. And then we're there and it's like, we're the midwives and we're like, whatever you need, Lord, we're here. Mm -hmm. And if he's like, go over here and hold this person and then like drive this demon out, then we're like, we're there. And if it's, we need to hold this person and speak comfort and love and while they're healing from trauma, and sometimes it's just being there that helps them release the trauma. And sometimes just our presence there and the Holy Spirit, he's so good. I just, I always pray that Lord, help us be so sensitive to your heart and help us to see what they need and help us to move with what you have for them. And that everything you want to do in this place could be done so that nobody has to go home with wounds and hurts and and trauma that's been pent up in their body for 20, 30 years. That would make me sad if I knew hundreds of people showed up, but a few people got deliverance because we had to stop and do the deliverance on this one and this one and this one. But then there's hundreds hurting. There's hundreds that need love. So for me, my heart is, but there's so many needs. So can we do this another way and meet more needs at once? I'm not saying don't do deliverance. I'm just saying I've watched Holy Spirit do it in a mass way where the the whole room can receive healing and deliverance at the same time. And then mm-hmm. it's beautiful because he accelerates the work and he goes into each one and you can watch and you can look across the room while deep trauma is wailing out of people. And then if a demonic spirit comes up, you know, one of our, one of my team, we jump on it. Either me or one of the team will jump on it. If a demon starts screaming, we go over there and we command it to be quiet because we are trying to protect the people. So it is very important to us to let love be the aim. And if I'm loving the person, then I don't want them to feel like everyone's watching me right now while this demon screams out of my body. And I just know if it was me, I would want someone to protect that moment for me. Yeah. Um, I know a lot of people say, well, you shouldn't be ashamed if you need deliverance. And I get all that, but it's just like, we're, we're people, you know, and I think we can love each other and protect each other and think about that for each other in a better way. Yeah. So I want to say this, Paul in the, in the scriptures, this is really important because he was talking about the gifts of the spirit and he talked about in first Corinthians 12, 31, um, that he shows us a more excellent way. He said, I want to show you a more excellent way. And the scripture says, but earnestly desire the best gifts. And yet I show you a more excellent way. Now he's talking about all the gifts of the spirit. He was talking about in first Corinthians 12, all the gifts, the gift of prophecy and miracles and all the things that we love that we attribute to the power of the Holy spirit moving. But even this Paul's addressing and he says, yes, desire the best gifts, but I show you a more excellent way. And then he goes into first Corinthians 13 and he talks about love. So he's, he's drawing their attention away from, don't focus on the gifts. Don't focus on the power. Don't focus on all of these things. I'm telling you where the anointing comes from. I'm telling you it comes from love. So he said, though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I have become sounding brass or a clanging cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy, we could add in here, maybe the gift of deliverance or the gift of discerning of spirits, whatever gift you want to add in. Though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my this gets me. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, 
but have not love, it profits me nothing. Love suffers long and is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself. It's not puffed up. It does not behave rudely. Does not seek its own. It's not provoked. It thinks no evil. It does not rejoice in iniquity, but it rejoices in the truth. Like what you're hearing? Help us continue to make Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. To get behind this ministry, visit ElijahFire.com slash give. Now back to the show. It bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never fails. But whether there are prophecies, they will fail. Whether there are tongues, they will cease. Whether there is knowledge, it will vanish away. For we know in part and we prophesy in part. But when that which is perfect has come, then that which is in part will be done away. When I was a child, I spoke as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then I shall know just as I also am known. And now abide faith, hope, and love, these three. But the greatest of these is love. So Apostle Paul in the Word of God is putting something above every gift, every gift, every gift of anything, gift of discernment, prophecy, faith tongues, being able to sing worship and prophetic songs and anything that is moving in the power of the Holy Spirit. And he puts something as a standard above all of it. And he says it's love. So I want to bring the word of God back into deliverance ministry and say, guys, if we have the gift of deliverance, but have not love, we have nothing. And I challenge this to myself that do I have love for the person that I'm praying for in front of me? And um, the Holy Spirit comes supernaturally and causes me to feel love for them in such a way that I want to guard them. I, I From my own heart, it, it, it becomes supernatural, Jeff. And from my own heart, I want to guard them from anywhere the enemy could shame. And that's even using video, like video recordings of them that they could see on a live stream later for my events that they look at and they're like, man, I wish that wasn't where everybody could see. You know, yeah. I wish that I didn't have to remember my face contorting like that. And I don't care how many thousands of views it gets there. It hurts the person. And mm. do we really need to do that? Because right now I know it's been done for a season, but I'm, I'm going to say this. I think it's clear to the church that this is real. This is here. This is this is, we know that demons are there and I think we can grow now. I think we can go into just like, so I'm saying that I had to learn to go from doing everything in public to now I can see more freedom for the people because I'm willing to take it off the spotlight stage and allow the Holy Spirit to move throughout the entire room. And then me and my team, we just go walk around through the room. Nobody even knows what we're doing. Unless they're watching us, they don't know. We don't have the microphone. I'm not drawing attention to me everywhere I'm going unless there's fire dropping. And then I might grab the microphone and go, there's fire in here. Everybody, it's fire on you right now. And there's yeah. there's things that God does or there's joy that comes or, you know, there's different or he baptizes. And people get their prayer language and he does these waves and it's beautiful. And I try to be really sensitive to his heart and what he wants. But 
I think um, we can grow. We can grow up together in love yeah. and see more. Yeah. Well, that's something I noticed that you had actually stopped doing. I noticed it a couple couple of months ago. I noticed you'd stopped posting that stuff. And every now and then you'll post like a picture of, and it's usually yeah. focused on your team, but they may be embracing somebody or something. And that's different um, than seeing, um, you know, yeah, like what you're talking about. Um, and again, too, like, I don't think anybody faults you. I think that, Jen, like the the level of humility you've had throughout this whole process, because you're like, I don't, I don't know what I'm doing. I, we're just, you know, following the Lord. And I think yeah. it's understandable to start from that place of what you've seen before. Okay. Well, we're doing, God's clearly on this deliverance thing. So we're going to do it. And, and the way you were doing it was how it has been done, but not allowing yourself to get locked in on that place, but continuing to listen to the Lord, continuing to follow his guidance and realizing, oh, there is a better way to do this. There's a way that's actually more honoring to the person and actually subdues the demon even more. Because, you know, if yeah. you think about it, you're on a platform and you're highlighting this person, the demon's like, yay, here's my chance to be in the spotlight. Well, yeah. I'm going to put on a show, you know, so. That's true. So who's actually getting the spotlight? You right. Know, sometimes, yeah. sometimes it's the enemy getting the spotlight. And I'm not yeah. saying the person's not getting deliverance. It's obvious that the person gets freedom from that spirit. Like we see that. Um, but I know that the Lord is looking at our fruit, uh, speaking from personal as a deliverance minister who operates in that. Mm -hmm. I know the Lord is looking at me and my character and what is going on in my heart. What is my motive? You know, is the spotlight on me necessary? Is the spotlight on the person necessary for this interaction or showdown or whatever you want to call it to take place? You know, because it's like we're watching a, a, a showdown between good and evil. You know, sometimes it feels like we're watching a showdown and um, almost like a struggle sometimes. And then we watch as the deliverance minister, you know, overcomes that that demonic spirit. But um, I need to say that without even letting the demons speak, I'm able to have authority over them. Uh, even if they begin to growl or speak, I tell them to be quiet, that they're not allowed to speak. Um, Part of that is also for the person's memory. Sometimes they remember the deliverance and I don't want their memory of hearing their voice saying these words because demons will often try to speak curses or say things that they cause to happen for the person. And there's a place where we ev we're even guarding the person ongoing of their memory of that deliverance that they don't have to sit. We don't have to let them thrash and then a demon curse and scream or or you know, whatever, say obscene thing, like they, they want to say nasty things. They, they want to be heard. They demonic spirits want to be talked about. They want to be heard. They want to be, they're very full of pride. They love recognition. So they love the whole battle. They're like, yeah, let's have the whole battle of good versus evil so that they can show off all of their stuff. But what if there's something that we can do as deliverance ministers of not allowing the enemy to do that? Because I don't think he should have rights to, I don't think the devil should be allowed to speak. Even Jesus said, be quiet to the demonic spirit. When it began to scream out of the person, out of the little boy, he said, be quiet and come out. He didn't begin to, uh, he didn't allow the demon to go on. He didn't allow the thrashing to go on. He commanded it to be still and be quiet and come out of the body. And I know that we all are Bible believing people. And I really feel like we need to let the word of God be our standard. So when we Amen. look at Jesus and his way of deliverance ministry, we don't see him gathering crowds while he does deliverance. 
we actually see him going through a crowd, healing and delivering with no one knowing. And often he would say, don't tell anyone. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't tell anyone that I did this for you. Right? Like there's these beautiful moments where he he didn't even want a, the word to be spread. And so, there's so much mystery in his character. I just love his character. I love his humility. I love who he is. And I feel like he's the prime example of trying to show us and lead us and model. Like, this is how I want to bring my kingdom. I want to bring it through love. And deliverance can be done through love. So let me say this. Our team, my team and I have seen now over five to 6,000 demonic spirits leave bodies in the last year and a half. That's wild. And none of it is, we don't have to video it and, and post it. And you can believe us or not believe us. But those that are in the meetings, they know and they see it. But God has increased our faith to such a degree that we literally, we just command the thing to loose, uproot, and leave now. And even as they're breathing out, we just command it to exit out of the breath and leave. And I'll literally watch that demon spirit just completely leave out through the breath. And then I'll watch the person's body just like mm. I can see the change from torment and like agitation and, and growling and screaming and commanding it to exit through the breath and then watching as the body comes to the place of peace because that thing that was tormenting them has left. So I'm and from my own eyes, I'm watching the fruit of it. It might be hard to see in a room when I've got somebody close to me, the music is really loud. You can't see what's happening. So I'm asking people to hear my testimony of us going from person to person to person. The entire team has the same stories and how we are commanding these things to detach. We're commanding trauma to detach and just lift off the body. And it is so beautiful to watch the Holy Spirit just go in and scoop this pain out. And it's like he just pushes it out like a waterfall's washing over them. And what I've learned through experience that helped teach me, even though I didn't understand before, and God still used me to, you know, why are you here? What's the legal right? And I cut your root. And I, I mean, I went after stuff and I even taught on the deliverance series with you. And I went over all the details of this is what you can do. And I'm not saying you can't do those things. They yeah, still I'm sure work. there's people that have seen, seen good right. fruit as a result of, of absolutely. They still work. And there's things I do if it gets stuck. And we talk through some of that stuff. So I'm not saying every inter encounter is I touch them and they get deliverance because sometimes they get stuck. Sometimes there is things. Sometimes the Holy Spirit has to reveal legal rights that I do have to cut. But I find that I, we can find all of that through the Holy Spirit hmm. and through his love for the person. And that if we trust his anointing above everything else, then I believe we can trust in his power, his love and his anointing to cut the roots. So it's so it kind of goes back to faith. And Jesus would tell people, you know, be it unto you as according, according to your faith. Mm -hmm. So if you have faith for it and believe for it, you can see it. And that's what's happened. We just aligned our faith, me and the entire team. And we're like, let's believe God that people don't have to puke anymore, that people don't have to thrash, that people don't have to do all this, that love can come in and that people can be just delivered in the anointing and that it just lifts off of them as they breathe out. And so usually through weeping and through breathing out is how we're seeing, um, or maybe a little bit of coughing, but once again, that is breath, hmm. you know, that's air, <laughs> mm -hmm. you know, that's mm -hmm. air. So we see that. And, um, it's amazing how much we've seen happen in the transition of it, where we used to carry buckets around everywhere we went. <laughs> people puking in buckets. It, who wants to not, I mean, who wants to puke in buckets? Nobody wants to do that. And, who wants and then to, who wants to clean it up? You who know? wants to clean it up, you yeah. know? And it's like, there's, there's just a better way. I'm not saying the way doesn't work. So I want to say that over and over and over. 
I am not shooting down any style of deliverance ministry. And man, the Lord could humble me. And the next time I go take someone through deliverance, they might puke in a bucket. So just let's just say that because yeah, yeah you're you know, not you're not putting it as like a one size fits all thing. Right. Like, okay, this exactly. is the only way it looks. And if if you're getting yeah. people, if if you pray for somebody and they're delivered and they puke, then you did something wrong. Like that's not what you're right. saying. If you're looking for that as the sign that they were delivered, you might have missed it because there's other signs that show that somebody's delivered. Yeah. So you have to watch the body language, the body interaction when it goes from tension and stress and and either shaking, you know, sometimes trauma is shaking, sometimes it's demonic spirit shaking out of the body. When it goes from a place where it looks like torment and tension, anxiety and stress, and then the body kind of releases it and it's like it releases and it goes back into this place of peace, then you can know whatever that was that was being agitated by the fire of the Holy Spirit has left because you got to look at them, the body. Don't look for coughing. Don't look for yawning. Don't look for puking. Don't wait till you see that because you don't have to keep going after telling the demon to leave because you're waiting, right? right, For maybe something you think that that's the sign that it left. Mm -hmm. But the sign that demons have left is peace. Peace. So that will help people as they're praying for someone. And then the Holy Spirit might agitate something else and then peace comes on it. So you can get more done when it's not about one person. And that the spotlight is not on one person and that it is on the whole room and that the Holy Spirit spotlight is on the whole room. And that is what I'm saying. I'm Mm -hmm. saying that we can have a multiplication of deliverance. It doesn't have to just be one person on a stage. You can literally, the anointing can come in an entire room and see hundreds deliver. I saw the Lord do this multiple times in waves. I can't make him do it. But if he wants to do it, he will come. He will choose it. He will tell us, I will know. And then it's like there's a wave of deliverance and then screams are coming out all over and weeping's coming out all over. And it's like this. And it, it can be a two minute wave, Jeff. Hmm. And then it's like all over the room. There's sound, sound, there's screams. It's all over and it's everywhere. So it doesn't make someone feel like they're alone. Like everyone's looking at me screaming, even if they are screaming, because it's going on all over the room. Hmm. So it's the attention it's not on a person. The attention is on the person of Jesus. The mm. attention becomes on the person of, wow, look what the Holy Spirit's doing because we can hear it, but we're not focusing and highlighting one person or one deliverance. It's like it's multiple and it's all over the place. And I know the Lord's heart is I want to get to every single one of my children because they've been hurting. And I'm just like, Lord, you can use this space however you want to. So we can we can reach more. We can have more fruit. We can give more space to Holy Spirit. And it doesn't have to just be one, two, three deliverances in our meetings. We can see hundreds. And at one of our schools, we probably saw almost 300 people delivered of trauma because we took the time to pray. And there was five hours of prayer. And it took my entire team. And every one of us never got one break. And we, we walked around and for five hours prayed for every person in that room. And there was so much trauma and deliverance trauma and demon spirits coming out and not everybody had demons come out, but the ones that needed those to come out, had it come out and it Mm -hmm. was beautiful. I love it so much. Mm -hmm. Well, Jenna, I actually, I I see it in your notes too, which is great. But what I (laughs) would love is just, especially this new way of, of, is there a way to set the right I guess, atmosphere, you know, uh, for this type yeah. of stuff. Like, I guess the how, like, how yeah. do you really do it. this? 
And then how do you know when it's done? And you did mention peace, but, um, and that I would imagine that peace is felt not just by you, but it's felt by the person obviously who's being delivered of something. Um, but yeah, how, how do you do this? Because I mean, yeah, just jump into yeah. it. Cause there's, there's a lot of things I could say. My but, heart, um, I was remembering a story at the tent revival, one of the early deliverances, um, when Monday was preaching, my husband, Monday and I did the tent revival together and he was preaching and this girl starts wailing because trauma is coming out of her body while he's preaching and to protect her and to also guard what was happening so that it wouldn't shut down. Cause I didn't want her little heart to be like, everybody's going to hear me and everybody. And then her shut it down. Cause I knew the Holy spirit was drawing it out of her. And some people, a lot of people actually don't expect it. They, they come and they think I'm going to have a good time with the Lord. And then tell me after so many people tell me after, like, I just came to learn and I just came and I thought I was good. I was coming to learn for my family. And, and I didn't know all that stuff was there. I didn't know that trauma was there. I didn't know that pain was there because this anointing comes of love. And, you know, love is, is so strong that when love is in the room, it's going to draw things out that need to be healed. Hmm. And I was remembering the story of, of I heard her screaming and I went over to her and I grabbed her sweet little head and she fell over into my arms and we fell together on the ground and she fell on my lap. And for the next hour, she wept on my lap and I held her while trauma and the demonic stuff was coming off her body. And the whole time Monday was preaching and, and it's like, it was so beautifully protected because the attention wasn't on this moment with her and me. And, and I could feel the Holy Spirit's pleasure in that it's okay for this, these things to be secret and hidden and guarded and under my wings and I could feel him over it. And the glory was on me so strong. And I looked up at my husband preaching and I looked around and everyone, like there was things happening. There were miracles happening. He was, he was giving out words. And the whole time it's like, I was under the shadow of the wing of the Lord with this girl and I'll never forget it. And her name is Morgan. I want Mm -hmm. her to know that I'm talking about her. She is. And she messaged me after that and said, that was the, the most powerful night of her life. Even a year later, continued to say to me, I have never experienced the love of God the way I did that moment. And that that was the moment that my whole life was changed. Mm -hmm. And I just think like if it hadn't have been the atmosphere ready for her to receive. So Jeff, I'm answering your question and the way that the atmosphere needs to be set, it needs to be under a place of safety and protection and love that the person doesn't feel like I am being spotlighted. I am being highlighted. And that they feel like it's safe for me to release my pain right here because nobody's looking at me. I'm here on the, on the fourth row and the love of God is in this room. And it's okay for me to release this right here, right now with him. And I can receive freedom. So what we do, what, what I see, not what we do. I just want to be careful with my words of how to prepare the atmosphere. It's we don't, we don't prepare it, but here's what we do. We worship. Mm-hmm until it comes. And so the team and I, and, you know, Arrow Ministries, who leads worship at most of our schools, um, I love them and I love the team. And we will, will, we pray before we go into meetings, we ask Holy Spirit to come. But when we're in that service at the night service, when we're not teaching during the day, but at night, when we go into that like revival atmosphere, they're leading worship and we just stay there. I'm not even thinking, we need to hurry and pray. We need to hurry and pray. Look at all the people, look at all their needs. Like, I can't do that. And the Holy Spirit taught me, You sit at my feet and you wait and you wait and you wait. 
and he will he will always tell me when it's time and if i try to move ahead of the waves i i want to teach this especially for ministers who are moving in uh teaching revival preaching whatever evangelism maybe you pray for people on the street maybe you pray for people at your work maybe it's just you praying for your family members whatever it is in your life. Help Elijah Fire continue to make an impact around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. Visit ElijahFire.com slash give and become a partner today. Um, as you minister in the anointing, there's a very important part to waiting, waiting. And if you're holding their hands, just wait, wait for Holy Spirit to come. Don't don't rush ahead of him. Don't don't pray ahead of him. You wait. So it, we could be there an hour. We could be there an hour and a half, Jeff, just singing, worshiping, singing, worshiping, beating the drum, singing, worshiping, singing, worshiping, shouting, whatever, and just weeping and just people coming. And there's there's a moment that the wave comes and like these sounds come and there's like this prophetic sound and there's like a prof this rhythm comes and these new melodies come and these sounds come and these waves begin to pulse like the way the waves hit the shore over and over and over and it's like through the pulsing after 20 minutes 30 minutes of the holy spirit just crashing wave after wave after wave through his sounds and something happens in the room and it opens up and all of a sudden deliverance is happening, trauma healing is happening. And I know it and the team knows it and we all know it because we can literally look at each other because we feel it. We'll feel the shift and it's like, we'll, we'll look because we know we feel it drop. And I don't know how to explain that in words other mm -hmm. than it's, I think you learn it through experience. Yeah. And I've also learned by trying to go ahead of him. I've learned what doesn't work. And there's times where I'm like, but it's been an hour. People need prayer. We, what am I doing? Lord, are we doing this? What are we doing? Like in the, in the anointing hadn't come because I can look at the people's faces and I can know how the Holy Spirit's moving by watching the room. I can see when somebody's under the weight of the Holy Spirit. I can see when the weeping is on multiple faces. I can see when I can feel the fire. I'll start feeling the fire in my hand. I'll start feeling the electric power of the Holy Spirit over my body. And I'll know, okay, we're in the wave. Here we are. We're, it's, it's trauma healing and it's deliverance. Same, both of them. Either or, whatever they need, it's both of them. It's the anointing for both. And um, yeah, and I jumped ahead one time because it had been an hour and I'm like, these people are waiting and Lord, I'm just going to start, I'm just going to, I'm just going to start praying for people. I don't know what else to do. Like, so I, I stepped ahead in faith to begin to pray and nothing was happening. Nothing was happening. Hmm. And after like you hit five or six people, you realize, hmm, I'm being rebuked right now. <laughs> <laughs> God's like. The no, not until I say Lord. go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll go when I say go. That's what mm -hmm. he, he's like. Listen, I'm the leader here and we'll go when I say go. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. But I mean, that's not his attitude, of course, but he, he's very gentle and kind. Love is gentle and kind, but yes, to prepare the atmosphere, you please wait on the Lord. Please wait on the Lord worship and let him teach you what the waves are because the Holy spirit is very particular about what he wants to bring and in what moment he wants to bring it. Mm -hmm. I'm just telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you out of all the revivals I've done schools I've done, he decides when always I can never choose, but he will give me the understanding. It's like, it'll come by revelation and I'll know he wants to bring fire right now, or he wants to baptize in joy right now, or he wants to do deliverance right now. I just know. That's the best way I can explain it. It's like a discernment of his heart. Cause when you know him, 
then and you know his character, then you know that's right what he wants to do. And I'm talking the entire time, Jeff. You need to talk. You no, I, I, they don't want to hear me talk about deliverance. They want to hear yes, you they talk do. about deliverance. You're amazing. Uh, I know, but I I personally would like to hear you more talk talk more about. It. But okay, like so, obviously that's in like a larger corporate setting. Have you ever mm-hmm. done? The, have you ever seen this happen on like an individual, or maybe you're in like a small group of people, and then like. Cause I think what happens in, um, and I think where like, I think where my wife and I get tripped up and I think this happens to a lot of other people is you can talk to someone, right? Say someone's mm-hmm. over and they keep going over something in a very cyclical way. And you're like, there's obviously something preventing you from like, you can identify a stronghold or you can identify an area right. where, um, there, there is deliverance that's necessary mm-hmm. and you pray and nothing happens and or and i don't even want to say that i mean because deliverance can can come in different ways I mean, we've prayed for people and they just started like crying uncontrollably and that yeah. is a form of deliverance absolutely but this specific way you're talking about um obviously you can set the vibe if we want to use the young term of of like setting up you know like just worshiping the lord and and allowing him to move when he moves not going okay now we move into ministry because I'm feeling self-conscious like you were saying, and just like, I need to start praying for people. Um, right. But you know, it's uh, really humbling in that regard. Uh-huh. I don't mean to cut you off. No, you're good. It, you just, you just sparked a memory of there's times that he wouldn't let me pray at all. Oh yeah. At all. <laughs> we li- literally people showed up and the Lord's like, I'm not doing that tonight. Tonight is about praise. And he literally showed me that we were to praise and praise and praise and that's it. And not lay hands on people. And so there can be an expectation of, yeah, but I showed up and I can't come back and, and you have to lay hands on me, but I have had to humble myself to the Lord and just say, he's not letting me lay hands tonight and I can't step past him. And why is that? He just chooses what he wants to release when he wants to release. But the night two, it was game on. Hmm. Like sometimes night one. Like tilling the soil. Yeah, it is. And so I think it's, I think it's a coming back to him. I think it's a unity. Sometimes it's like, he's just reminding us that he's the one. And he also doesn't want people to look to us too much. So he yep. almost does it sometimes in a way of, if he feels like the people are pulling too much to us, that I think it's like a gentle chastisement, a gentle correction of, yeah. he doesn't permit mm-hmm. us to pray for everyone. And that's not happened all the time, but it's happened a few times. Yeah. But then it's like, if they'll, if they'll receive it and I'll tell them gently, the Lord's not letting, permitting us to pray tonight. And I believe what he's doing is he's wanting to impart tonight your heart, a heart of victory, a heart of praise that he is coming in your life. And I mean, there were shouts of joy. There were songs and it was undeniable what was happening in there. So the anointing was there. It just wasn't there. in maybe the way we sometimes think this is how it's going to go down. You know, like there's going to be a service. There's going to be praise and worship. There's going to be teaching. There's going to be preaching. And then I'm going to get somebody to pray for me. But sometimes it doesn't go down that way. So but the impartation happened. And what God wanted to happen, happened. But then it's like for those that would humble and receive it the next night, he, he just literally blew them away Mm -hmm. with his fire and his, it was amazing. It's amazing to watch him. Yeah. Yeah. Scottish flying fish. This is live, dude. Just letting you know, (laughs) that was that. That's a a member of my team responding to you, not a bot. Okay. So okay. just, yeah. Anyways. Yeah. This um, is totally live. Yeah. So I can show um, you the time on my phone right now if you need it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but um, yeah. So 
let's go back to I guess what I was originally. Four fifty Central, five fifty Eastern. Yes, there, you there you go. There you go. There you go. Okay, so let's talk about like you're say you're sitting one on one with somebody. All right, yeah. someone's hanging out at your place, mm-hmm. sitting on the couch. You guys get to talking, and all of a sudden, like you know, you're like, "Hey, there's a the, you can identify an area in their life that that they need freedom in." They need deliverance in. Okay. And they say, mm-hmm. yes, I want this. Okay. Okay. How do you go about doing that? Let's jump into that. Cause okay. I think th- the reason why I ask yeah. is because God is drawing a lot of people into people's homes. Okay. Um, okay. and there are a lot of people that are going to need deliverance and yes, we've done a deliverance series. People need to go check it out. It's great. But, mm-hmm. um, there's a lot of people that are going to be doing this on a one-on-one basis with people hanging out over coffee or coming over for dinner. So jump into it. Yeah. So I like what you said there, if they say they want it. So Mm -hmm. that is very important. You never want to start digging in somebody's stuff and saying, listen, I, you know, I see that you're hurting in this way. And I think it's because of this. And, you know, your mom had this, your dad had this and kind of like going in on them. And they're like, hold up, hold up. I didn't invite you to this conversation. I never signed up for this. I don't know what's happening. So they have to want it. So yes, if their heart is open and they're wanting to share and they're like, yes, I would love prayer for this. And it kind of, it happens organically. You know, when the Holy Spirit starts stirring something up and you're in a conversation with someone, you don't even know how you got there. And five minutes in, you're like, how did we get here? You know, because <laughs> it's it just starts organically. And you're like, all of a sudden you're you're ministering and something's happening. They're weeping. They're telling you a story. I don't know why I feel this way. But da, uh-huh. da, 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 da. And you're like, well, I know. I, I know what's happening. Holy Spirit's here and he's doing this, you know. Mm-hmm. And so my faith skyrockets if I feel that it's already stirred in the person because I know Holy Spirit has already started it. That it wasn't something I started, but it's something he started. And he started it with between him and them. And he just chose for me to be the one on the other side of that to help walk them through. So my faith is huge at this point. If they're already talking, they're opening their heart, they're crying, things are happening. And then I just begin to speak, Holy Spirit, will you just come and touch this place right now? And it's very gentle. It's very calm. Even if um, I have had multiple situations of one-on-one like this, not because I planned it and said, let's go have a one-on-one session. Let's sit down and do some deliverance. It's because I was there and the anointing stirred things up. And before I know it, I'm doing deliverance on somebody that I know, which was completely unexpected. Hmm. I wasn't trying to stir it up. Literally, I, I, I've been at family members homes and I was on my phone on social media and they come to me and they're like crying about something. And I'm like, here we go. Like, it's just, it, I already know because the Holy Spirit is stirring it up. So you can have your faith increase in those moments that if you're already there and it's going towards that place that God has chosen you, that the anointing is with you and starting from that foundation is super important because it's by faith that substance comes. So by faith, you're going to walk through and everything you speak is going to go and and the Holy Spirit's going to lead you on how to minister to them based on what they're saying. So if they're like, I'm just so scared. I just, I just don't know what to do. And I'm just scared. And I'm scared all the time. And I just, I don't know. And, uh, and they're telling you that. So you're going to say, you're just going to speak to that. You don't need to be afraid. You're okay. God's here. And just speaking truth. 
And it doesn't have to be certain words, but it does need to be full of encouragement, full of hope, full of truth. Truth is number one. You can speak truth to them and you can just say, you know, I just take authority over that spirit of fear mm. because, you know, just put a name in there. If it's your friend, Susan, Susan doesn't have a spirit of fear. And I just speak to Susan's heart right now. And I just, I just come in fear to release from her heart. And this is how I speak. It's just very calm. You know, don't go into everything off. Yeah. <laughs> and now listen, in a in a prayer meeting or at some yeah. of our revivals, I have been known to scream fire on the whole room, jump chairs and pews and and smack people on the head with fire, you know, and so that is a whole another realm. But once again, that isn't the Holy Spirit doing it. It's not me deciding this sounds like a good idea, you know. It's Holy Spirit takes over and he wants mm -hmm. to do that. But you can do it through love. Through patience. So we just read First Corinthians 13. I want you guys to really think about that. You know, if you're taking this serious about helping people really heal from trauma and do deliverance on people, I think we should take it seriously. I think it should be done through patience and through kindness and that you're willing to sit with them. So if you're one-on-one, -on -one, you've got time. Maybe you don't have time, but you know what? You need to clear out your day and have some time. If they started crying to you and they're in a moment, like have some time if you can and um just speak peace and speak truth speak truth so the example like i gave if they're afraid you speak truth god has not given you a spirit of fear you know you can speak scripture but you do it in love you do it always in love come back to love if you start to feel yourself rise up pull yourself back if you start to feel yourself get frustrated maybe there's a demon that's kind of manifesting and you're like this thing needs to go right now mm -hmm. You don't need to get frustrated. Pull yourself back and just say, I cut you at the root. I command you to go. You have to get out of this body. And you can speak with authority and not have to bring it into an intense situation. So once again, Jeff, we're talking about deliverance a better way. It can be calm. It can be calm. I've done so much deliverance with just a calm voice. And even in whispers. I don't have to challenge a demon. I'm already in authority. I don't need to get loud and meet it. I don't need to meet it in its, you know, stance that it's trying to do and stand off of me. I don't need to do that. And when they act like that, I don't change. I'm like, I said, leave. That's enough. Hmm. They could be screaming. I'm like, stop it. You're not allowed to scream. I detach you from this body and I command you to leave. So because they want to rile you up, they also want you to think that you don't have enough power to cast them out. So they will act that way to try to get you off your stance, you know, and weaken you. They want to weaken you. They want to weaken your faith. They want you to think that you don't have enough authority. But here's the thing, friend. If God has you in front of that person and this thing is going down, you're the chosen one in that moment. So you better believe that demon knows that you are there on the scene, that God has chosen you to bring deliverance. So you can be 100% confident that thing is leaving this body especially if that person wants it, they are going to get freedom and you don't need to, you don't need to worry. You don't need to fear. You don't need to pull back your confidence. Be, be, get your armor on, you know, and just, and just stand in your position that sometimes standing is your authority. You don't back down and demons should leave within 30 to 60 seconds. Demons should leave within 30 to 60 seconds, if not faster. And if they do not, there are reasons for that. And of course, you can find all those reasons in our deliverance series. Wow. <laughs> <Right here. laughs> Super easy to find, by yeah. the way, everybody. 
on YouTube. If you go over to the playlist tab, you'll see Deliverance. It's series number one. Jennifer Martin was the first teaching series we ever did. And it's also on Aww. Spotify a couple of a couple of months back. You'll see all of them listed together on Spotify. So yeah. um yeah. So uh, I do like, want to give some examples of yeah, yeah, you know, as we're going forward of more. I know what you're looking for is an example of what does that look like to do things with love. And um, you know, we believe, I personally believe, our team, my team believes that deliverance should be an experience of love. So it is very important that the person is experiencing love from you. Whoever is taking them through deliverance and praying for them, do your eyes look loving? Is your is your embrace loving? Is your touch loving? Everything should feel like love. Everything should look like love. So I want you guys, if you're taking notes, write that down. <laughs> write down 1 Corinthians 13 and write that down. And deliverance should look like 1 Corinthians 13. Love is patient. Love yeah. is kind. Even it's go the extra mile and way. memorize it. Yes. Yes. It will help because. Yeah. 1 through 13. It, it's something I remind myself of when I'm with somebody that do they feel loved by me right now? I want to always make sure that my touch feels loving the way I, I touch their head, the way I touch their shoulders or the way I hold them while they're crying or I hold their head or I, I comfort them. Sometimes I just rub their back and just I'm comforting. I'm loving. I, I'm letting them know I'm there. All the trauma, all the trauma leave, you know, everything in this body, not of Holy Spirit needs to leave this body. And there's no specific words that you have to say, but your authority and your command through love will do the job. And I want to settle your hearts that there's not a formula of the exact words you have to say. I literally just came up with what I wanted to say. I didn't get it from anybody. I just said, Holy Spirit, anything not of you in this body, I command it to leave. And Lord, I'm asking you to judge anything in this body that's not of you. And I could say that really calmly, just anything in this body, not of the Holy Spirit. Lord, I just ask you to judge that right now. Wherever there is trauma, I ask you to bring healing. Where there's demonic bondage, I just ask you to bring freedom. And I ask you to judge every demonic spirit in this body. So it's really calm. I bring my voice kind of low. I'm not necessarily trying to speak where they can hear me. Maybe they can, maybe they can't. But I know that the demonic spirits can. And I know that when I'm talking to the Lord, that he can hear what I'm asking and that he will he will answer and that they don't even have to hear it unless it's something that he's wanting them to know. Otherwise it's mostly just between me and him, hmm. but um, gentle, the touch should be gentle. The con eye contact should be love. It should be the touch, the feeling that the voice um, tone should feel like love. It should feel like comfort. And I realize it's a challenge, especially for used to being a fiery person. But if you start practicing it and I think the more you see God using it, I think, that's what helps build your faith that, okay, I don't have to scream. I don't have to find the legal right. I literally can just trust the Holy Spirit to go in and cut every root and set this person free. So it's, it's been a challenge to up my faith that I don't have to go after and have all knowledge of all the things of why this thing is here or, blah, blah, you know, all the, th all the stuff I had to go, I had to say, okay, you know what? I'm going to choose to believe that the anointing is enough that the anointing can destroy the yoke. Isn't that what Jesus said? Isn't that what the Bible says? The anointing yeah. destroys the yoke. Mm -hmm. Come on. He said, if you have, he said, all of you that are heavy laden, I will give you rest. Come to me. Come yeah. to me. I will give you rest. This is deliverance power. This is love. So when you come to him, it's going to happen. And we need to, we need to trust that. No question. Yeah. 
and then in regards, freedom, they're going to get it. You're right. Yeah. And then in regards to you, you were saying, you know, we, you, you could just, um, cut off every route. You don't have to identify the route, but then there are times even now where you've had to do that. Correct. So it's not even like, mm-hmm. this yeah. is obviously the, the big direction you feel God is taking you guys. And not just, it's not just isolated to you and your team that this is a larger, larger thing, but but then there are those times where you get humbled or surprised. You're like, oh, this one I actually have to deal with the old school way, you know, maybe. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Fire podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, visit ElijahFire.com slash give. Yeah, just absolutely. Like, I mean, yeah. it, the way, and we teach that in our schools that if the demon's not leaving or you get stuck in a way that then you can g- come from your knowledge. And usually the Holy Spirit will highlight that you know, and start leading you through what needs to be done. But I often overstep anything. And I just say, I cut the root. Mm-hmm. I just cut it. I just mm-hmm. say, I don't know what your, what this, this thing is, whatever your root is, I cut it, whatever your root is, I cut it. And the reason my faith is so strong with that is because I watched the Lord do it and then set them free. So it's different when you have so much experience, you know, for somebody that's never had the experience, it would be different. It would probably be harder, especially if you've been trained to do it all that way. And I know that it's not wrong. It's, it's truth about the spirit realm. It works that way. Um, I just pressed into the Lord and I said, Lord, I, I believe that your love is strong enough to go in and see everything that needs to be done and do it without me, without me having to do a bunch of words or prayer or whatever else I need to do. And I kind of sat with him in this for a while. And he actually began to show me that he would, meet me there in my faith. Cause he started doing that in the, in the services when I prayed. So my faith really upped for that. Um, yeah, but uh, you always lead out with love. And then if, if something else needs to be done, Holy spirit will highlight that. But if you lead out with love, he, he goes deep, he goes very deep and often takes care of it without there needing to be much follow-up. But the areas that are different, we've discussed in our deliverance series, and you've got things like, um, you know, people that have been very deeply abused often have what we call soul fractures or dissociative identity disorder. You got DID, you've got SRA, you've got people that have been so deeply abused and traumatized that parts of their, their, who they are, their, their mind and their soul become kind of separated off. It becomes compartmentalized and I've watched the anointing come in and cause those pieces to rise, get healing, and then heal back into who they are like different. And we've talked about that on, on here before, but love does that too. When the Holy spirit comes in with love, they literally, these, these parts of this person's soul that were wounded will come up and start talking and you just minister to them in love and talk to them in love and listen to them and speak peace to them and, and tell them whatever their little heart needs, whatever that little piece of their soul need it in that moment. It's like you get to be what they needed in that moment. It is amazing. Mm. I mean, we could do a whole, I mean, literally I can't even do this justice to, to go into this in detail on here because it almost needs like hours to talk about that in itself because it's so complicated. There's a lot of different things that happen Mm -hmm. with that, but the majority of the time that doesn't happen. The majority of the time, uh, the majority of the people that come, I would say 95% of the people that come, 
it's not a soul fracture thing. It's not a, it's, it's more just trauma trapped under things, um, trapped under curses, trapped under oppression that has to be lifted out. And then love just comes and lifts it out. Yeah. So it's amazing. Yeah. Come on. Well, Jen, yeah. I would love for you to pray, pray for people. People always end up getting delivered on the, any episode you do with us. So it's always great. So I'd love for you to, if there's anything else you want to share really quick, by all means do that as well. Yeah, I think um, I just want to ask the question, you know, going back to deliverance, can deliverance be done a better way? I just want you guys to think about that. Those of you watching, does this bear witness with you? Do you think deliverance can be done a better way? Do you think it can be done more effectively through love? Does this make sense? What we're saying today, does, does the Holy Spirit bear witness? Because I want him to bear witness to you that that is right. And I want you to read 1 Corinthians 13, and I want you to think about um, the style of Jesus's ministry and the way he reached people, the way he, he re uh, touched people, healed people, made them whole, delivered them. I want you to think about the disciples. I want you to think about the early church. Um, I want you to think about what feels right. You know, we all have the Holy Spirit in us that bears witness and convicts us what is right and what is wrong. And I think we can all take a step back and and look at the way deliverance ministry is being done and say, Wait a second. I know many of you I know have told me and and you're sensing like, okay, this doesn't sit right with me. This doesn't sit right with me. I think many of you agree. Um, the power of God is coming. They're getting freedom, but at the expense of the person having to take that memory home with them for the rest of their life, you know, that they were pulled up on stage or so. My question is, is there a better way? Can we guard the person? Can we do it through love and can they still get free? And if that's the goal that they get free, then what does all the other stuff matter? If, if freedom is the goal, if their heart being healed is the goal, and if they're, their deliverance of the demonic oppression is the goal, then we don't need to focus on the other things. Mm -hmm. And I think there's something special about that. I think the Lord is appreciating that. I think he's pleased with it because when I myself stepped away from more spotlight type attention of deliverance and kept it more intimate between the person and the Lord and just me with them praying in a room full of hundreds of people and doing that all over the room for hours, I could feel the, the pleasure of the Lord over it. And I just, something in my heart said, this is right. This is right. Mm. And then they go so deep in their healing and the testimonies we're giving. I didn't even talk about the testimonies that have come in, all the testimonies, the emails and the, and the people that come up to the book table and tell us that when they went through deliverance, they never experienced the love of God so strong in their life. That in that moment of deliverance, they felt loved. And that is huge. Hmm. So I think the question is, everything we're looking at, guys, in deliverance ministry, I think we can just simplify it by this. Is that person feeling loved by how they're being treated and interacted with? Are they feeling loved right now? Does Are they feeling comforted? Are they feeling held by God? Are they feeling loved? And then if you're doing the ministry, do you feel like you're doing it in love? Are you, are you making sure the person is feeling loved by you? If you just simplify it to that, you can forget everything else I said because you'll do it. You'll do it the right way. So that's all I wanted to say. Yeah. Come on. About that. Amen. 
Okay. You want me to pray? Yeah, let's do it. I hope this was good. Guys, please tell us yeah. if this helped. No, and people, if you have questions, did like please. It. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they're I jamming. I read the comments. But <laughs> they're jamming, Jen. The jamming. Actually, with I can I can select on the comments. Here yeah, they are. Yeah. Have them on. There they are. I see you guys now. Okay. Oh, I have some. There's testimonies on here. Brenda from CLI. Yes. Yes, Brenda. Your deliverance was so beautiful. She's gotten so much healing through our schools that she's come to quite a few of the schools and she keeps getting like more and more and more, but I want to pray for you guys. Um, I'm just trusting the Holy spirit to come. Let's just see what he does mm -hmm. and, um, let him move. Amen. So father, I just thank you so much. I thank you for my friends right now. I thank you for your presence. I thank you for your love. Holy spirit. This is who you are. God, you are love. Your word tells us God is love. This is the very nature of your character. Love is what remains. Love is the greatest of all. Love is the most powerful presence and experience that anyone can have from your heart, Lord. It is your love that we're after. Ultimately, it's your love that we're after. It's your comfort that we're after. It's your touch that we're after. And I ask you to come, Holy Spirit, right now. For those that have not experienced your love, I'm asking you to come and let them feel you all over their body, from their head to the soles of their feet, that every part of them would feel your love right now. And I just speak to them. I speak to every part in their soul, every part in their mind, and every part in their body. And I speak the love of God. I speak it into every single cell and every place where trauma has been trapped in your heart. I speak the love of God. Lord, I'm asking you right now, for those that are needing you to fill them and baptize them with your love, that your presence would come like water, that you would fill them from their head all the way down to their feet with your love. And God, that everything that is not of love that's been put in their bodies, everything that's ever been spoken to their ears that was not spoken out of a place of love, every curse that came that they had to hear that was spoken against them, any generational curses and bondage, Lord, that came because somewhere along the line, the love was broken. Lord, I'm asking you right now for reconciliation of their hearts to you by the power of your love, Holy Spirit, that you shed abroad in their heart. Lord, you are the one that releases love by your Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit, right now and release your love in every place inside of them that every part of them would feel and experience your heart and your voice that is full of love, that it would feel like a waterfall washing over them, God. That every part of them, Lord, that has never heard how loved they are would feel your voice saying it right now. That they would hear you say, I love you. And I'm with you. And I'm here. I'm here.
I'm here to comfort you. I'm here to hold you. <laughs> and I'm sorry for what you've been hurt. And I want to take all the hurt and I want to scoop you up in my arms and I want to squeeze you tight until nothing is broken. Until nothing hurts. I want to kiss your face and hold your hand and wrap my love around you and let you feel my peace. Father, I thank you right now as you're speaking that deep into their heart and their soul that they hear you, that they feel you, and that everything that's not of your voice, God, will begin to just wash out of them in Jesus' name. That everything not of the Holy Spirit would wash out of your bodies in Jesus' name. That everything that came through a curse is broken in Jesus' name. That the power of the love that is through the blood of Jesus Christ sets you free, delivers you, set, and sets you completely free. Lord, right now, Every demonic bondage, I take authority over it. I break it at the root and I command demonic strongholds to break off of them right now. Everywhere where things have hit them in the back, backstabbing, where curses have been spoken, where they feel like they can't go on, that has been too much. Lord, that the oppression has been too much right now. I pray right now that that lift off of them, that every fiery dart of the enemy be lifted out of them, be pulled out of them in Jesus' name. Everything not of God, everything not of God, everything not of God, lift off of them now in the name of Jesus. And I just speak to trauma to lift. Trauma lift in Jesus' name. Everywhere you need healing in your body, I just speak healing now. Holy Spirit, I thank you for that right now. Right now, right now. Friend, as the Holy Spirit is touching you and ministering to you, it's hard to do a quick prayer for this because I just want to sit for like an hour and pray over all these people. <laughs> but I know the Lord is doing a quick work. He always does. So I believe right now that the Holy Spirit has lifted trauma out of you and that some of you may have had demonic spirits just lift out of your bodies even while you're just breathing out and you're breathing you could feel the peace of God overcoming you and just things are lifting off of you this is freedom this is deliverance this is healing and if that's you friend we want you to testify to us and tell us what just happened what you could feel could you experience him did you feel his love what happened? Tell us what you experienced. Tell us if you felt things lift off. Tell us, tell us what is different. Testify in the chat. Oh, amen. Thank you, Lord. A love encounter. Yes, Erica. It takes time sometimes to sit with the Holy Spirit and just tell him, just tell him I'm here and you're going to love me. And everything standing in the way of love for her. I just command that to be removed in Jesus' name. All right, we got some testimonies coming in. Mm -hmm. What you guys are experiencing. Amen. Marie feels tingling. 
Silly McGee is in tears, feeling lighter. Elena is yawning, feeling peace. Brenda feels peace and love. Patricia said, I've never experienced prayer with so much love focus. I love this. It's amazing. That is so sweet. Hi, Christy. She's got fire. She's on fire. I love Dean Dean Miranda said, I put it on for my children, shifted the whole North Philly listening alone in the the yard. (laughs) Amen. That is awesome. Come on. Tootie feels love and affection. Yeah, it's a, it seems like crying is really just like a, I mean, that's a pretty normal, that's yeah. a pretty common response to this. Yes. Even yes. for my own it's, personal testimony. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Weeping is that, that just stuff, just things have been pushed down that needed permission to just release. You know, a lot of it is just trauma that's trapped and it just needs time to release. And just having that moment in his love just gives it permission to, to release out of your body. Mm. Amen. Yeah. Wow. So good. <laughs> mm. You are so sweet, Holy Spirit. Can I just tell you how sweet <laughs> you are? I love you so much. I feel his presence so strong. Amen. <laughs> so good. Yeah. Well, some some people actually, you um, God's probably got more. I think you know this. There's no no harm in in replaying that whole section if you want. You know, and um, I also think it's really important if you do feel something. I always encourage people like after this is over. You can still press in. You can still spend some time with the Lord. You know, you don't yeah. have to, it's, it doesn't have to be relegated to just like when we end this live stream. So, um, yeah. So Jen, do you have, you guys are done for the year with events, right? There's one more. Oh, um, it's in Burnsville, Minnesota. And there is a registration fee for that because someone they're hosting it. And so there is a registration. I know that we don't, charge registration for our school. So, but this is hosted by another ministry that are having us come in for a three day trauma healing and deliverance intensive. And there's other guest speakers, including Tim Sheets. Um, and it's Dr. Charles Karuku and his wife, Lindsay. And, uh, the, the link is on our website. So you can go to contagiouslove.org if people are interested in that. Um, sign up for our newsletter for things. We have schools scheduled for next year. We have a lot of things going on. Um, so yeah, we haven't released anything yet as far as uh, we're working on a lot of like, uh, things to release right now. So it's coming soon. Awesome. So go to the website, stay in touch. Yeah. And a link is in the and description. Get awakened. And yeah. With that, with the book, the book <laughs> behind you that we, what, yeah, the, the, yes, the, it's about the youth revival. Yes. It's the, it's about the youth movement guys. We, they are on fire and it is happening. But this I wrote before the, all the universities, you know, you guys have probably been hearing about all the universities on fire and all of that. And it's just, it's happening at churches. Youth are weeping at the altar. It like, it is on. And God gave me this, these dreams about the youth for about two or three years leading up to all of that revival exploding. And I released my book the day 
that the Asbury revival was kind of, they, they sealed it on 222. It was February 22nd, 222, 2022. And I found that to be very interesting because the Lord gave me an entire, the first chapter in that book is about 222, mm. the first chapter. And the connection between 222 and what God is doing in the youth is huge and mysterious. And I don't even quite understand it all, but all I knew is he was telling me 222 has to do with the youth. And I wrote a whole chapter on what that means. So there's a lot to it to unpack, but I didn't realize he was actually going to do a youth revival in 2022 when I released my book on 222, 2022. And there was actually a youth revival started right when I was uh, about to release the book. And Come on then, now. Yeah, the timing of it was crazy. So on 222, Asbury did a statement that they were transferring, that they were ending the nightly services, but they were in no way ending the revival, that they were going on to another place. But it was on 222 they made that statement. And they basically they were saying the revival's not over. We are just beginning. And it was really cool. So yeah. it's prophetic the, yeah. that the book was released on that date. And it's all about how God wants to use the young people. And it's full of dreams and the word of God. And so it's not it's just got, for young people. No, it's not for young people. It's for everybody. It's I want everybody to get this so we can be in unity about what how we need to pray for this to completely fruition. And I know we're in it. We're literally already in it. I mean, the people that have got my book have been praying and saying, Oh my goodness, you know, you wrote about this and not, and it, it's just fun to see how the Holy spirit was releasing that so that we know like, yes, God talked about this and we are here. We are in it. So it's time to be excited. Our kids are going to be on fire. Our kids are going to be saved. Our kids are going to love Jesus. Our kids are going to serve Jesus guys. Amen. 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 And then also, guys, if you want to follow Jennifer, links are in the description to all of her stuff. And again, visit contagiouslove.org to be up to date on her events to see if she's going to be in your area, uh, including mm -hmm. the one that's coming up. So mm -hmm. um, Jen, and you can find you the book link below. Somebody's asking, what is the book? It's called Awaken the Dark Horse Youth. Yeah. And it's in the description. Yes. Yeah. So there's a there's a PDF version there. The link is to that, but you can also get the hard copy if you go to that link. So, um, mm -hmm. Jen, thank you so much. We appreciate you. Oh, we love God. you. I just love your heart and it's, it's just thank great. You. Yeah. Thank you. So, I love you guys too. Yeah. So everybody have a blessed Thursday. Tomorrow is Friday. That's what we're talking yes, about. Also, is. don't forget just in case some of you guys came in late that Elijah Fire is hiring for a video editor slash live stream engineer position. More information of that is down below in the stuff we talked about sections, that first, first little um, point there with the link. Um, you can also just visit ElijahStreams.com slash careers. We love you guys, and we'll see you tomorrow you with Christina Baker. Okay, bye. This has been Elijah Fire. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can check out the Elijah Fire podcast on ElijahFire.com, on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can watch us live every weekday at 2 p.m. Pacific time on YouTube, Rumble, Twitch, and Facebook. Elijah Fire is presented by Elijah Streams and is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahFire.com slash give for more info on how you can donate today.